The following is a conversation between Dr. Eduardo Sanchez, Chief Medical Officer for Prevention at the American Heart Association, and Denver Frederick, the host of The Business of Giving. Every one of us is anxious and concerned for our loved ones and for ourselves because of the COVID-19 crisis, but there can be an extra level of concern if you have a heart condition. And to provide us some perspective on this, as well as what his organization is doing in this crisis to respond, it's a pleasure to have with us Dr. Eduardo Sanchez, the Chief Medical Officer of Prevention for the American Heart Association. Welcome to the Business of Giving, Eduardo. Thank you for having me. So the biggest area of concern is this. If you have an underlying heart condition, are you at a higher risk of getting or dying from COVID-19? I think what I could say definitively is that if you have an underlying cardiovascular condition, and I'm going to include high blood pressure in that categorization, um, you have a higher risk of a complicated outcome. So what we have learned from previous coronaviruses, SARS and MERS, and what we've learned from the plethora quite frankly, of reports that are coming from China and probably soon from countries in Europe, is that persons with cardiovascular disease and hypertension have higher case fatality rates than the general population. In other words, if infected, the possibility of death is higher. So critically, critically, critically important that persons with cardiovascular disease, and again, I am including hypertension because I'd rather err on the side of being overly cautious than err on the side of not. But those are individuals who should exercise additional precaution uh, beyond the recommendations that we have been um, hearing for the general population to wash your hands regularly, to keep your hands away from your face to make sure you know when your hands touch surfaces. If they touch your hands or your face, wash them again. And to make sure that the areas around you are clean and disinfected and to maintain a good distance from other people. One way that I've been talking about what to do in general is to act as if you have COVID-19 and don't want somebody else to have it. And what I would say is that a person who has an underlying cardiovascular disease should not only do that, they should act as if every single person they interact with has COVID-19. Mm-hmm. That is a great behavioral cue. That is a great behavioral cue. I really think it is a uh, great advice. Well, okay. So what if a heart or stroke patient can't get to rehabilitation? Is there anything they should do instead? So it seems to me that uh, depending on what stage of rehabilitation you're at, there are some things you might be able to do on your own. I would, I would strongly advise that before you do it on your own, you reach out to your cardiologist's office and or the rehab office and say to them, I'm not comfortable coming to the, the clinic or to the rehab setting. And actually, I think they would advise you not to. Mm-hmm. And what you should be looking for, some guidance on what things you could safely do at home to continue moving your rehabilitation forward. You know, I've never had cardiac rehab, but I've had physical rehab and you learn things. And friends of mine have had cardiac rehab. You learn things. 
you might be able to do those things at home or, or, or outside. So again, call your doctor, call the rehab center, express an interest in continuing to do rehabilitation and ask for guidance on what you can do in your home. And that may include a telehealth option. Don't know that for sure. Mm -hmm. Or it just may include, frankly, a DIY option. Yeah, yeah. But it pays to be proactive. I can hear that. Stress. Absolutely. I've got to say, Denver, that for persons who are wondering what they need to know and do, one of them is know what your plan is around trying to get medical care. You may feel fine today. You may not have a follow-up appointment for a little while, but think about what you might need to do in order to get your doctor on the phone or, or any of the staff and get to know now when it's not an emergency what the telehealth or phone option or email option or text option or computer option may be. And I, I am just hearing more and more and more providers are trying to build that platform for their practices, even as they are in the midst of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think it makes people feel better if they follow this advice to be in control a little bit and not be in a reactive position. But as you say, know what you're going to do. Stress. Control is, control is everything. Yeah. And one of the things that we've been saying at AHA is control the controllables. <laughs> and controlling the controllables allows you to have domain over your domain, but to also have a sense of, of calm and a sense of you know control of your own destiny, which are really, really important at this time when, if you listen to the news for more than about three minutes, um, it'll take... Um, it can take you into a place that's not so calm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're all there now, and that causes stress, and we know stress is not good for the heart. We're stressed about our health, those of our loved ones, our job, working from home. I'm cooped up day after day after day. Do you have any advice of what people can do to reduce that stress just a little? Absolutely. One is be positive. Have a sense of, again, a sense of control in a sense that you and your loved ones will overcome this situation. Critically important. It's also important to help others manage their their own stress. So be positive. I think having a sense of humor is uh, really pretty important. And that sense of humor doesn't have to be about, ha ha, this is funny. It could be other kinds of things. Pointing out, you know, the, the irony in something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maintaining, maintaining a level of physical activity. It's really important when you can't get to the places you're used to going, whether that's rehab or the gym or hanging out with your friends and doing things together to get to get some physical activity. And the last thing, just in the in the in the interest of time, get outside and get some sun. So the sun has a few beneficial effects. One, it helps with the with the vitamin D production. Can't hurt. Two, it gets you outside and you can see that there's a world out there that is much like the world was before COVID-19 and give you a sense, again, of calm and a sense of, of continuity. 
It is a place where you can do some physical activity, and it is a place where there is good evidence that some of that sunlight helps with um, our anxiety, our stress, and in persons who are prone to depression, it can help with that as well. Eduardo, I've always had great respect for the medical community, but I don't think I've ever been in as much awe as I am now of them in terms of their commitment, their dedication, their bravery, particularly those frontline workers we see on our televisions every single night. They are truly special people. Speak to that a little bit, if you would. I, I would I would love to. Just a moment ago, I was talking with my colleague, Mariel Jessup. She's the chief science and medical officer at the American Heart Association. I actually report to her. And we were both, in a way, lamenting um, and feeling guilty that we are not on the front lines. And so, yes, please, all the positive thoughts, prayers that you can send the way of those individuals who every day are facing this, this, this somewhat unknown scourge in ways that are less than satisfactory. A, there's the not knowing what it is just yet. There's no treatment for it. There's no vaccine for it. And all one can do is provide non-pharmacological supportive care all while one is in harm's way doing that. So uh, the fact that these folks are saving lives, trying to save other lives, um, working very, very long hours, and exposing themselves to a disease that could put them seriously in harm's way is something that we need to be mindful that uh, they are. They are the armed forces of this war. They are the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines of this war, men and women who every single day are stepping up to take on this almost indefeatable, undefeatable enemy. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's what you were looking for, but I... I know what it feels like to do that. There is nothing in this world that is as exhilarating, satisfying, but in this instance also requires a great deal of bravery. Yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. They are inspiration. Finally, Eduardo, if people have a question and need help, or if they want to offer help and support the American Heart Association, what do they need to do? They go to heart.org. So we've got, we, we are doing things. So interestingly enough, we've, we've published a couple of papers at AHA already about COVID-19 and cardiovascular disease. The American Heart Association is putting $2.5 million out in the research world to try to advance our understanding of how cardiovascular disease is related to covid or more importantly, how COVID-19 affects um, cardiovascular issues. And please, if you've got an extra dollar or an extra $5, um, please give to the American Heart Association. There are many organizations right now that all are trying to make a difference, and I wouldn't say choose ours over any other. If you've got uh, um, time on your hands that you can volunteer, 
find a place, a way that you can do that. If you've got um, money that you can give to organizations, um, consider the AHA, but there are so many others. So heart.org, you'll get more there. You probably figured out, I'm not a fundraiser. It's not the thing I like to do, but go on our website. You'll see what we're doing, and there you'll see how there may be some opportunity for you to help us as an organization. Well, I'm afraid to say after people hear this, you may be a fundraiser. That was well done. I know how terribly busy you are, Dr. Sanchez. I want to express my gratitude for you for taking a few minutes to be with us today. Absolutely. It was a great pleasure to do so. I'm trying to see if I can find one thing to share. We we are an organization that is we're three thirty three hundred people, and we're trying to figure out how we keep people um, engaged and interested in what we do as a family. And I issued a haiku challenge to all of our employees who have been busily writing amazing haiku in this time. So, if possible, I'll share some of those another time. Okay, sounds good. Stay well, Eduardo. All right, so long. Thanks.